Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. My name is Doug Billings, and welcome to The Right Side. This is my inaugural podcast. I'm sure that uh, when we all look back on this in 15 years, you'll go, wow, you sucked. You were terrible at that. Why would you have ever wanted to, uh, to have a podcasting career? Well, hey, so this is going to be a show um, uh, of political and social commentary from a conservative political perspective. We will have, from time to time, guests on this podcast, and they will be also, in the near future, made into the video format as well so that we can watch uh, and enjoy them, I'm sure, on YouTube and other platforms. But for now, um, let's just get right into it. So we, we will, again, as I said, talk about a, an array of topics Newsworthy, um, current events, social and political commentary from a from a conservative point of view, and I will uh, have some some guests from time to time that perhaps share an opposite opinion. So, President Trump yesterday held a roundtable uh, about faith, prayer, and, and American values, and I I got to tell you, I was so proud. William Barr, the Attorney General, was one of the guests at this roundtable event. And wow, I was so impressed with him. So happy to see him talk as I look through the pile of stuff here, as Rush would say. You know, he said something I find very, very important. He he said that in in terms of religion and how people can find sources of um, hope from religion, he said, and I quote, Religion was what our founders believed to be the foundation of our republic. And we have to stop policies, he said, that undermine religion or relegate religion out of the public square. I thought that was awesome that he said that out loud in a group and um, was broadcast uh, not only in this country but elsewhere. I was I was happy. Uh, I was happy to hear it. And this administration... You know, the Trump administration with with men like William Barr and uh, the other members of the administration that are holding fast, Mike Pompeo comes to mind, among others, um, that they are, they're the ones that are turning towards the founding fathers. They're the ones who are embracing the philosophical principles of the founding fathers. And when we juxtapose that, to what we see from the new Democratic Socialist Party. And that's what they are, ladies and gentlemen. They're no longer just the Democratic Party. They are the new Democratic Socialist Party. And I'll get to them in a minute. But when we juxtapose the Trump administration's view of the American experiment, the American dream, the American republic, it is in alignment with what the Founding Fathers intended the New Democratic Socialist Party is in alignment with Karl Marx. That's obvious. Evidence of the obvious is sufficient. I don't even need to go into great detail with you about that. But it's on display every day. And by the way, the New Democratic Socialist Party's electoral base are the people that we see on full display rioting, looting, destroying property, Destroying innocent businesses. That's the electoral base of the New Democratic Party. So it's no wonder 
that people like Pelosi and Nadler and Schumer are catering to them and coddling to them, taking a knee and kneeling. And, you know, a lot of they caught a lot of flack for that. They shouldn't kneel. Nobody should kneel. Nobody should kneel at all. Well, I get what those people are saying, but in my opinion, Pelosi, Schumer, Nadler, all of the new all of the new Democratic Socialist Party members, they should kneel, ladies and gentlemen. They should kneel, but not for reasons for which they assume they're kneeling or for what many of you may assume they're kneeling for. They should kneel and beg forgiveness for 180 years of calamity, destruction, poverty, and death that their policies have caused. I'm serious. 180 years of Democrat philosophies and policies set forth in cities across this country that have kept people in slavery, both literally and figuratively. Slavery, literally, on the plantations, and then figuratively, inasmuch as they keep you a slave to the government. Dependency upon the government is the, de- the new Democratic Socialist Party's new slavery. And they want mail-in voting, for example, because they can get mail-in voting coupons and, and ballots into the hands of arsonists and felons and looters and anarchists and illegal aliens. They can get these ballots into their hands, ladies and gentlemen, and they can commit fraud and sway an entire election because that's their base. That's their base. That's the reason why they want mail-in voting and why they say that these rioters These murderers, these thugs in the streets are just peaceful protesters. Yeah, they're just peaceful protesters. They've taken over a city like Seattle. And Seattle's leadership is nowhere to be found. Their elected leadership, that is. The mayor of Seattle, Jenny, Miss Darlin' Jenny. Yeah, right. She's absent. She's completely in denial, Jenny Durkin. And their governor, Jay Inslee, again, Two people who are products of a society who have raised children to think, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. Don't worry about it. Oh, and by the way, Jenny and Jay, I'll take care of your problems for you so that you don't have to face confrontation or deal with it. So that's what's happened. The, they're absentee leaders. They don't deal with or, or confront confrontation. They let it go because, they A, they don't know how to deal with it. B, they don't want to deal with it. And C, they view it as a way to undermine President Trump. Everything that we've seen this year, COVID-19, the economic shutdown, and now these riots, have nothing to do with the issues that they portray. COVID had nothing to do with the virus, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing at all. COVID-19 is the biggest nothing burger in the history of hysteria. The riots, again, for George Floyd, wrong. That's not why they're rioting. Partly because they were pent up most of the year in these phony and wildly unnecessary economic shutdowns. It was the perfect storm. The Democratic, the new Democratic Socialist Party's philosophy or their recipe is let's let's create a lot of fear and doubt, you know, aka uh, COVID. A lot of doubt, a lot of fear. Let's get some experts out there that talk about everything, but none of the stuff of which they talk about is correct. Remember that, Fauci and all the rest? Now, I'm sure Fauci's a brilliant guy, but he's been a complete incompetent in this whole deal. None of his projections were true. None of them. And words are important, ladies and gentlemen. 
zero of his projections about infection rates or deaths were correct. I've seen studies from hospitals uh, that I have been associated with that have done analysis on national death certificates in the United States for primary cause of death. And of the death certificates from January through May, it appears as if only 10 to 13,000 people have died from COVID-19 when it was the primary cause of death. 10 to 13,000 people. That's a far cry from the, what is it, 110, 115,000 that they're listing in the media. Because everyone else has died of complications from COVID-19 because they had pre-existing medical conditions. So the New Democratic Socialist Party's mantra, create chaos and fear and doubt and concern, and then shut us down, prevent us from enjoying the things that we like to do, prevent us from going to places where we can blow off steam, sporting events, restaurants, bars, nightclubs, swimming pools, church. We can't even go to church to pray. Shut it all down. Keep them out of it. Only 0.003, of the United States population is affected by COVID-19. Not even 1%. And if you do get it, you've got about 100% chance of recovery, of recovery, unless you've got a pre-existing medical condition, and then we, need to, we do need to take extra precautions. I'm all for it. If you're medically fragile or elderly, by all means, take care of yourself. Wear the darn mask. But for everybody else, come on. It was wildly unnecessary. Wildly unnecessary. But yeah, no, they've they've we've got now uh, just the 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 perfect storm. The Democratic Socialist Party has lit the fuse now. We all we had to do, they got us pent up, convinced us that there is this fearful virus. They shut everything down that we we would normally go to partake in some fun. We couldn't go to pray, and then they wait, take a breath, wait for something. And then the George Floyd things happen. That's it. Light the fuse. Boom. And the anarchists in the country, the criminals in the country, the looters, the rioters, they go crazy. And you'll notice, you'll notice that no cities that have Republican leadership in them are on fire. None. They're all Democratic-led. In fact, the Democratic-led cities in this country are the ones that are in debt, in poverty, in trouble financially and otherwise. All of them. I don't think that there's one Republican city that has been a victim of the kind of sickness that happened in New York and Seattle, Minneapolis, other places. So there's something to be said for that. But the New Democratic Party, don't don't uh, don't underestimate them. Don't take them for granted. They uh, they want America to burn. They want this whole thing to be happening because it, again, is a way that they can hopefully derail the Trump presidency, who, by the way, before all of this happened, had three of the best years in any American president's history, the best economy in the world. He mobilized the private sector like no one else, including during the time of World War II, with the private sector helping to manufacture ventilators and such and PPE, etc. Yeah, he's he they are fearful of that. And he's already begun to rebuild the economy again. And so the New Democratic Socialist Party and its members, of course, want to do everything possible to derail that, including the burning of America. But his America First philosophy resonates. It does. President Trump's philosophy of America First resonates with the majority of the American people. He, again, with the mobilization of the private sector, wow, 
I know it's not reported in the mainstream media. I get it, but it's a big deal. It is it, a friend of mine said that he felt somehow down about the current situation. You know, all, all we do to agree, he said, is, everything that we've done seems to be wiped out because it seems that Trump is the most hated man in the world and they've got young people that are being swayed by the false hope of socialism. And he said, I feel almost depressed and I'm, I'm, he's just under such constant attack. And I had to remind him that He's responding to what the mainstream media portrays. It's not reality, ladies. What we see on TV and listen to on the radio, unless you're listening to someone who gets it, like a Rush Limbaugh, Buck Sexton, Glenn Beck, it's not reality. President Trump is loved by billions of people. I can tell you on business trips to Europe, when we're not in a main, we're not, we're, I'm pulled aside when we're not in a main group and people will say to me, look, I know that you like Trump and, and I do too. And I wish that we had in this country a leader who loved our country as much as President Trump loves America. That's happened to me on several occasions, um, 10 to be exact. And I've got to think that if it's happened 10 times, there's probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands of times it could happen if the opportunity ever presented itself. But the blue states are in trouble. They're run by the new Democratic Socialist Party. George Floyd died in a blue state, in a deep, deep blue state. A new Democratic Socialist state that where everything, everything we're told in these blue states is that racism doesn't exist in our communities. Democrats don't have a problem with prejudicial behavior. Well, but nothing could be further from the truth about that. It's, it's the contrary. It's the blue states where most of the despair in America occurs. It's where, the, where there's the most poverty, the most homelessness, the most debt. Blue states have more unemployment. And remember, the New Democratic Socialist Party wants unemployment, and they want despair to reign so they can exert more government control over the people. And that means slavery. The blue states the ones that shut down and continued to drive economic ruin when the virus struck. And I think that when I look at my tweets and my videos that I was producing on YouTube in the early part of February, I said that CV-19, this COVID-19, would be the biggest nothing burger in the history of hysteria. And it's come true because poof, it's gone. No more members of the New Democratic Socialist Party warning us to stay indoors now. No, and as it turns out, you know, one of the things that you can look at with the looters, the rioters, the arsonists, and the anarchists in the street, apparently they've provided the cure for COVID-19. It's fire. Lots and lots of fire. And they do. They want it to burn. They want America to burn. But the virus is a big nothing. Um, I've seen, you know, people go nuts wearing these masks if they're healthy. And again, you all know, you, you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, but they say you have to. No, no. Actually, remember, nothing that they've said has been correct about this. Now, if you're medically fragile, as I said, take care of yourself. And if it makes you feel safe to wear a mask, go ahead and wear the mask. Uh, I think it's intellectually immature, but that's just me. But no, so their their menu, if you will, the New Democratic Socialist Party's menu has been, again, and don't forget it, number one, cause fear and panic. Number two, quarantine the healthy. 
We've never done that before. Never. We quarantine the sick, but not the healthy. Number three, close everything down where enjoyment can be had. Restaurants, bars, movie theaters, parks, swimming pools, like I said. And then shut the economy. Close places of worship, number five. And then number six, in their menu of panic and chaos, is simply to pause. Wait a moment. Just wait until the right moment happens, i.e. George Floyd. And then number seven, light the fuse. I'm telling you, the next six months, the next five months or so before this election, the new Democratic Socialist Party uh, will be at war with us. They haven't been successful in their core attempts to get rid of President Trump. They haven't been a, a successful in the coup that they tried. Lindsey Graham's getting ready to issue subpoenas, and uh, people like Rudy Giuliani have said that he expects six to seven to eight subpoenas and indictments to be handed down in the next few weeks. That will be interesting. But we have Antifa out there. They're, uh, they're apparently in charge of Seattle now, where the weaklings, uh, the, the mayor and the governor, don't know how to react. They don't know what to do. Antifa is a dangerous and frightening group. They have on their uh, website a list of 10 items on their, um, I guess you call it a manifesto, or their 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 10, their top uh, goals and so forth of what they will do if they were left in charge. Here's what they would do. Number one, they say liberation will be won by any means necessary. Number two, we will destroy the state, the police. Now, look, I'm going to stop a minute. Look what's happening. They're going to destroy the state and the police. Look at Seattle. Look what's happening. Look at the whole defund the police movement happening. At the ridiculous, intellectually immature defund the police BS. Yeah, right. So they're going to destroy the state, the police, the military, corporations and all those who run the American plantation, they call it. Number three, we will live with dignity in a world without prisons. Well, let's just all watch Escape from New York and see Kurt Russell and him and all of the gang uh, in New York. When you know that's if you want a glimpse of that world, there it is. Number four, systems of punishment will be abolished. There will be no law to enforce, no money to protect. Yeah. Number five, revolutionary justice will be determined by those who are oppressed. Great. Number six, there will be no government. No person or group will have power over another. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there will always be people that seek power, and there will always be people, if left unchecked, that will abuse the power over the oppressed. Number seven, communities will make decisions about how they live and will make sure that everyone has what they need to live a life of dignity. Number eight, land is not property. It's alive. It's alive, communal, and must be protected. It's alive, communal, and must be protected. Number nine, alongside international comrades, comrades, they say, comrades, we will destroy all borders for the free movement of people everywhere. Well, it's funny, in Seattle, they've put up fences all around the city. They've put up, you know, fences and walls and borders in the city. So they, they better get back on track with their manifesto here. And finally, number 10, militant networks will defend our revolutionary communities. 
Liberation begins where America dies. So militant networks will defend our revolutionary committees. Uh, yeah. So warlords, gangs, uh, who decides who these leaders are going to be? You know, it, it's, so that's their manifesto. That's what they want. We shouldn't take them um, lightly. And I think President Trump was absolutely correct naming them a domestic terrorist group. You're going to see Attorney, Attorney General William Barr go after the leadership of this organization and track its money sources. And uh, those people, the money sources and the members of Antifa itself will be answering soon to him and injustice. And then finally, with the the whole defund the police mess and uh, intellectual immaturity that it is. Um, the, the Black Lives Matter movement is not about black lives. It's it's not about equality. They're a they're a fundamentally political group, really. And you know, I posted on Twitter a few days ago. Well, you know what really matters is unborn black lives. Let's talk about that for a moment. I mean, you look at the rate of black abortions in this country. Let's take a look at that because it ties in directly to the underlying problem. And it's not police brutality. It's a lack of traditional family values, specifically the role of fatherhood. But both parents, mother and father, that is absent in a lot of the black community. Black on black crime is much more of an issue than police brutality. There is no massive police brutality issue in America. Now, are there bad cops? Of course there are. But the numbers are minuscule. The American police forces killed three people on average a day in 2019 in self-defense because the suspects drew weapons first. That's a total of 1,100 killings. No killing is good, but it was in self-defense. Our population is 328 million, so that's what, let's do some quick math, 00035% of our population were killed by police. Do you know how many unarmed blacks were killed by cops in 2019? Nine. Nine. So you see, we should be focusing on black on black crime between 2005 and 2019, 94% of black homicides were committed by other blacks. Now, I'm sensitive to all lives, and I believe in my heart that we need to address that issue of traditional family values and black-on-black crime before we jump off the ledge of police brutality. That's a panic that's non-existent. We don't need to panic about that. But thankfully, we have polls out there and the vast majority, we're talking 80 percentage points or so of the American people are against the whole concept of uh, defunding the police. Oh, but the media gives it the limelight, makes it appear as if everybody wants to defund the police. What if we get to see a movement in the near future about defund Hollywood? Wouldn't that be exciting? Now, that's a bandwagon I could get on. But the New Democratic Socialist Party wants us to wallow in misery. After all, if black lives mattered, why in the world does the New Democratic Socialist Party continually cheer for, encourage, and riot for keeping the economy closed? The only leaders in America who are closing and wrecking our economy are the blue state New Democratic Socialist Party members. Make no mistake, 
the New Democratic Socialist Party has divorced itself from America. They are no longer an American political party. They want the economy to remain closed and wrecked. They have no desire to see it rebound because this was the pinnacle achievement of President Trump. His lists of promises kept and other achievements are list in the hundreds of items. The New Democratic Socialist Party wants the economy wrecked so that they can enslave blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians, everyone. They want us to be slaves to them, to their demented version of government. That's why it's obvious that they coddle to the majority of their base, the felons, the arsonists, the anarchists, the illegal aliens. This, again, why they want America uh, America to have mail-in voting, forging ballots, providing them to the very people who've been burning America for the last several days. That's where they are. Yeah, these riots, they're not about George Floyd. They're not about Black Lives Matter. They're about President Trump. They're a continuation of the resist movement and the riots that erupted immediately after his election. It's simply the next agenda item on their list of how can we ruin the Trump presidency? So what's next? What's next? Who knows? We'll have to see. I think that the indictments coming down from uh, the Republicans on the whole Russia collusion, Spygate, and the General Flynn case is going to be interesting to see. And uh, I look forward to seeing that develop with you as it goes. But it would be interesting. It would be interesting to see reporters begin to report on the truth that surrounds a lot of these issues. A lot of these issues. Well, keep the faith, my friends. The economy is going to be roaring back. Jobs are coming back. It's going to be a long, wild time. But I think that the wildly unnecessary time of darkness is coming to an end. We will never let this become the template by which we react to any other virus or problem again, ever. We simply must never allow ourselves to be talked into shutting down the economy. And if you hear an elected official begin to talk about that, fire them. Get them out of office. Thanks for being part of the inaugural edition of The Right Side with Doug Billings. I appreciate it, everybody. Have a fantastic day. God bless you, and God bless America. Cheers.